St. Peter Claver was born in Spain in 1580, and at the age of 20, he felt this calling to enter the Society of Jesus to become a Jesuit. Well, it was in his novitiate that he became friends with one of the brothers in the community who would later go on to be a saint. His name was Alphonsus Rodriguez. Alphonsus was a very simple person. He was the porter, but he had a great gift from God. He had this prophetic gift. And so he told Peter Claver, God is calling you to the new world to serve the people in the new world. So Peter heard that call from Rodriguez and went to Cartagena, Colombia in 1610. Now, when St. Peter Claver arrived in Colombia, he was horrified by the slave trade that he witnessed that was going on. So he dedicated his whole priesthood, 38 years, to the abolition of slavery and to ministering to the slaves. So imagine at the time here, we're in the height of the slave trade, where Africans are being abducted, torn from their families, placed on these overcrowded slave ships with chains chained to these plank beds, Approximately up to one-third of them would die in transit as they were being brought to the New World. There was starvation disease on board. And not only that, they were told that they were being brought to the New World to be eaten. So there was fear. Well, Peter Claver would meet these incoming slave ships and he would bring baskets of oranges and lemons and blankets and he would begin to nurse the sick. He brought light to those who were in great darkness. Not only did he minister to the slaves on the ships, but when they were taken off the ship, they were placed in these pens in the city market where there was an auction block. And it was there that Peter Claver clothed the naked, fed the hungry, and in time he began to proclaim the gospel to them. What has always struck me as amazing about Peter Claver is he baptized in his life 300,000 people. This is astounding. I mean, I might in a year baptize 50 people. And so in my priesthood, you know, I might baptize 2,000. He baptized 300,000 people. And then he would follow up with them. So he would also go to the plantations and encourage them in their faith. He would always resist the hospitality of the plantation owners, preferring always to stay with the slaves in their quarters. He would intercede on their behalf for their humane treatment. And he never tired of working for the abolition of slavery. Well, he became known as the slave to the slaves, as the apostle of Cartagena. He brought light to those in darkness. Well, Jesus is calling us, you and me, to be lights in our world. You know, in our selfishness and in our sin, we turn inward and we become self-focused. We think about our own comforts. To be a light means to go out. To bring grace and light and love to those in darkness. Do you know in 
the Jewish belief, they believed that in the end times, the temple would be a source of continual light for the people of Israel. So on the Feast of Tabernacles, they would light, the Jews would light these huge menorah inside the temple. A menorah was a golden lampstand with seven candles. So imagine these huge menorah inside the temple, all these burning candles that would radiate light out from the temple to Jerusalem 24-7. Now, God's plan was not for His light to just radiate from one building in Jerusalem. That's why Paul reminds us, you are God's building. You are God's temple. Through our baptism, we become temples of the Holy Spirit, God's very dwelling place. And so God wants His light now to radiate from the living stones of His temple, from His people. So not just one building in the world will light radiate from that building, but God's light will disperse the entire earth by radiating out from His people. As a sign of this, we were each given a candle at our baptism. As a symbol now, we have been filled with the light of Christ. And we are to go out. We are on mission to bring the light of Jesus to our world. What does this really mean to be a light to our world? I've often pointed out that the interpretive key of the gospel is always found in the first reading. So on Sunday, the first reading and gospel are paired up. Well, Isaiah in the first reading is telling us what it means to be a light to the world. This is what he says. You are a light when you share your bread with the hungry, when you shelter the oppressed and the homeless, when you clothe the naked. So being a light means to practice the corporal works of mercy. As I reflected on those works of mercy, think for a moment of people in darkness. What came to me was the word hope. Hope. So think of people in the midst of great distress and darkness, whether they're living in the ravages of war and feel like darkness has surrounded them, whether they're dealing with serious illness and maybe facing their own death, or whether, think again of those Africans who were captured, bound, and sold into slavery, the darkness that they must have felt. Now, when we are in great darkness and we, we are met with love and charity, it brings a glimmer of hope to us. It reminds us, God is here. God is with me. God will provide for me. God wants to work through His people to bring hope to our world. And so you and me are called to carry forth the light of Jesus into our world to give hope to people. How do we receive the light of Jesus? Well, we received it in our baptism. We receive it right here at Mass. Here at Mass, we receive the light. Jesus is the light. When we receive Holy Communion, we become tabernacles, temples of God. We are filled with the light of Jesus, and we're sent forth from Mass now to make His light present in our world. Now, Jesus is also calling us to be salt. You ever think about this like, okay, salt doesn't have much value in and of itself. I never sit down and say, wow, I'm going to eat a bowl of salt. No. Salt is used for other things. 
And this is our call, isn't it? Our life is not just about me. We're called to live our life for others. In fact, Mother Teresa, she says, the only life worth living is the life lived for others. And so again, this call to mission to go out. Isn't this the life Jesus lived? He lived his life for others. And eventually, he gave everything for us. He died on the cross. This is my body given for you. He gave everything. What's the good news now? St. Francis of Assisi reminds us it's in giving that we receive. So it's when we lose ourselves for others that we find our life. When we go out on mission to be lights, to be salt, it's we receive so much in return. You know, we're finishing Catholic Schools Week, and during Catholic Schools Week, we celebrated the patron of our week, which was Blessed Carlos Acutis. And I love one of his sayings. He says, sadness comes from looking at ourselves. Happiness comes from looking at God. Again, the source of our joy, the source of our happiness is to take our eyes off of ourselves and to go outward, to be salt and light, to live our life for others.